0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download
1: the app today. He was like, well, just move to Nashville. Like, that was great. Like, you're ready. Just move. And so I told my parents, I'm like, Chase Rice said I'm ready to move to Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) My parents were like, hell no. Like, that's not happening. You're going to graduate. And I wasn't going to fight with them on that. (laughs)
2: What's up y'all, I'm Dylan Schneider and I'm an Amazon Music Breakthrough Artist to Watch of 2023.
1: I'm Warren Ziders. I'm Madeline Edwards. I am Nate Smith. I am one of Amazon Music's Breakthrough Artists to Watch 2023. Hey, I'm Avery Anna. Dalton Dover. And I'm Jackson Dean, class of 23. This is Megan Maroney, stepping into the center stage spotlight on this episode of Country Heat Weekly. Here we go. Happy 2023 y'all,
0: I'm Kelly Sutton. So glad that you found Country Heat Weekly, the destination for country music fans.
3: I'm Amber Anderson, back at the Country Heat House on Music Row in Nashville after a couple weeks off. Mm. I rang in the new year here in Nashville, but unlike Kelly partying with 210,000 of her closest friends downtown at Nashville's Big Bash, (laughs) I was just down the street at Soho House Nashville with a very, (laughs) it was a pretty big party, but it wasn't 210,000 strong. It was a big crowd. It was a big crowd. Did you stay up till midnight? I did. Did the countdown, and we called our lift at 12.05. Oh, good for you. Was clutch. Home by 12.15. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's the way to do that's it. That's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were downtown in the middle of the madness for Nashville's New Year's Eve party. Tell me all about it.
0: Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. This is the second year that we have had a broadcast on a national outlet on CBS, and... The performances were unbelievable. I was in the middle of where everything was happening live. It was just an incredible way to ring in 2023. And I think it showcased our
3: city in such a positive light. Well, we are back in a big way with our first episode of 2023. We have a brand new class of Amazon Music's Breakthrough Artist to Watch program. Yes, it's an initiative
0: that puts Amazon's marketing support behind artists that they really believe in. You're going to see them on billboards and special live streams and featured here on our podcast.
3: Last year's class included Bailey Zimmerman, Willie Jones, Lily Rose, and Raina Roberts. Now, throughout the next couple of months, we'll be getting to know all of
0: these new acts better, starting with today's center stage guest, Megan Maroney. No,
3: I did not wear Tennessee orange in honor of her visit. <laughs> I did not, but we will do a little sports trash talking, we'll dig into her debut EP, and learn how Chase Rice was a big part of her coming to town. I can't wait to find
0: out more about that story. Now, last weekend, music fans the world over mourned the passing of Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters, and that reminded us they actually
3: made some country music history. We'll look back on that in our Rediscover segment later in the show. I learned a few things in prepping for that, which I always love. Before that, though, we will check in with the hottest music on the Country Heat playlist this week and get the stars to reveal some of their plans for 2023 in this week's Burning Question. But
0: now we need to reveal the rest of the 2023 Amazon Music Breakthrough Artist to Watch.
2: There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.
3: This announcement leads off our What's Cooking segment. Amazon Music has named eight rising country stars to their esteemed list. Some of these are artists brand new to the scene, and some of them have already had some tunes on the Country Heat playlist, like Nate Smith, Anna, and Megan Moroney. Yep. And joining them in the class of 2023 are Dylan Schneider, Madeline Edwards, whom we love, Warren Ziders, and Dalton Dover. Have you met any of them besides Madeline Kelly? I don't think I have. I have not had the pleasure,
0: but I've heard some really good things about all of them. So I can't wait. The final artist on the list is Jackson Dean, who has already had a number one single that's been heard on
3: Yellowstone. And we've been watching him for a while. I love his voice. He just released a new single. It's called Fearless the Echo.
1: Not
0: In the next couple of weeks, we're going to let you be a fly on the wall during the video shoot for these artists to watch, and we'll let you get to know them just
3: a little bit better. Jackson's actually going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks, but here's a sneak peek.
1: My name is Jackson Dean. I'm 22 years old. Uh, I've been playing music about seven, eight years now. I'm from Odenton, Maryland. I grew up on a dead end the street with a gun range at the end of it in the back of a flood zone, and it all backed up to state land, so massive of land around me but two miles up the road was just suburbs and uh civilization you know so there weren't too many kids i guess like me around in the doing country-ish like we were
0: in other news dolly parton has announced that she's written a new children's book called billy the kid makes it big you think my 13 year old will let me read her a bedtime story still Highly doubtful if I
3: know her, (laughs) (laughs) especially since this book is geared toward kids four to seven, but it stars a singing dog. So we're clearly going to need a copy for the country heat house.
0: It's the perfect companion to Dolly's Doggy Parton line of pet products, which of course my dog Wicket is a big fan of. This will be Dolly's third children's book and it will come out on April 25th. And finally, we need to send a huge hug and a shout out to Lady A's Charles Kelly, who has released a powerful new solo song called As Far As You Could. It's a goodbye letter to alcohol.
3: But it's time I finally put
1: you down for good Cause you've me as far as you could
3: Lady A fans remember they postponed their request line tour last fall so Charles could focus on his sobriety. He wrote this song with Jimmy Robbins and band member Dave Haywood, who plays several instruments on the track.
0: We know this is a tough journey. It's not always linear, so just know that we're rooting for you, Charles. So proud of you. It's been a couple of weeks since we've explored the Country Heat playlist, so let's dive in to what's new on Amazon Music's flagship Country
3: Playlist. Did you see Billy Carrington has a new track out? It's a duet with Jesse James Decker called I Still Love You.
1: But I still love you.
0: I am truly obsessed with this song. I love a
3: Billy Currington jam.
0: (laughs) I mean, it might seem like an odd pairing at first, but the two actually are longtime friends, and they recorded a song together back in 2015 called Good Night. Just never
3: made it as a single. Ooh, I'll need to go back and check that out Mm. for sure. A song that gets stuck in my head a lot recently is Brett Young's new one, You Didn't. Brett tells us this
0: sad song is purely a work of fiction. The interesting thing is it's four happily married men with families writing a sad song but i think this is about as sad as it gets because nobody's mad in the song it's the guy being like i don't even blame you i had that title for a long time because i thought those breakup songs somehow hurt worse when nobody did anything wrong it just didn't work out because i think everybody's had that
3: you think it's your Have you seen the billboards around town for Zach Bryan's Something in the Orange? Yes, I passed them on my way home from the Opry. They're
0: campaigning for Grammy votes for something in the orange. To you
1: I'm just a man to me or oh, all I am, where hell am I supposed to go?
3: This song has been on the Country Heat playlist forever, it seems like, but it just keeps getting hotter. It leads off Amazon Music's Best of 2022 Country playlist and is top five on all the most streamed list. This year's New Year's Eve Live, Nashville's Big Bash, showcased several songs on the Country Heat playlist,
0: I noticed, including Lainey Wilson's Heart Like a Truck, Dierks Bentley's Gold, and Luke Bryan's Country On. I bet they get a big bump in streaming from being showcased on network TV like that. Find and follow Country Heat exclusively on Amazon Music.
3: We're about to go to break, but first, we're going to read a quote from one of the artists on the Country Heat playlist, and you guys get to guess who said that. And then when we come back from the break, we'll play the audio to see if you were right. This week's quote is, My crowd is getting a little older so they don't get out there and drink as much. (laughs) So sometimes you can overestimate your tolerance and drink a little too much. Wait, that sounds like it's maybe a veteran artist, but I feel like someone said this to us recently. It's very familiar. Keep listening and we'll tell you right here on Country Heat Weekly. Hey everyone, this is Carrie Underwood.
1: I'm Dirk Bentley. And I'm Bailey Zimmerman. There's plenty more Country Heat Weekly when we come back.
0: Wow. Nice. Yeah.
2: C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 mg of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. See for Smart Energy. Stay focused.
3: Okay, it's time to tell you who said that.
0: Well, my crowd's getting a little older, so they probably don't get out of drink as much. So sometimes you can... Uh, overestimate your uh, tolerance if <laughs> you get out there and drink a little too much. Sam Hunt! <laughs> okay, I remember now. You were talking to him about rowdy
3: crowds and how crazy they can get after you saw him in concert. Yes, several arrests in the crowd. Oh! <laughs> I don't think I'd call his crowd older, though. <laughs> <laughs> Today's
0: center stage guest was born and raised in Georgia and is an alumni of the University of Georgia Go dogs! this is an important fact to remember for later.
3: (laughs) During her freshman year in college, she got the chance of a lifetime to play her first major gig opening for Chase Rice. This summer, she
0: released her EP, Pistol Made of Roses, and shortly thereafter went viral for the song that's featured on our country heat playlist, Tennessee Orange. I mean, as a Gators fan, that kind of
3: hurts my heart. (laughs) I like a different shade of orange go Gators but the song has been racking up an impressive 5 million streams per week and a lot of things have happened since this song took over social media so we want to know what's coming up next sports rivalries aside we are both very excited that Megan Maroney is here and she was
0: just announced as one of Amazon Music's breakthrough artists to watch for 2023
3: welcome thanks for having me so glad that you're here okay so born and raised in Georgia which I know is known for giving us great music and not just country so southern rock r&b so what are your earliest memories of music
1: i would say just being in the car listening to music so it was like if i was in the car with my mom we were listening to country radio if i was in the car with my dad we were listening to like eagles james taylor jackson brown that kind of stuff and I think my dad would always be like, listen to this lyric that James Taylor wrote. And I'm like seven. So I'm like, dad, <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, like I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah.
1: And my dad, like, even from that age, was like, no, it's cool because he's like explaining to me lyrics and stuff like that. And um, so I, my dad was just definitely pushing the whole lyric thing on me very early. But my mom was kind of just like, just listen to the radio. Just <laughs> have fun with it. Yeah. When did you start singing? Was it when you were little Yeah, I mean, I always sang for fun. I sang in the living room with my dad, but it was nothing beyond that. They knew I could sing, Mm -hmm. but they never really pushed me to do anything. I think I did a talent show when I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade. That was the first time I, like, got in front of people and did anything. Did you play any instruments? My parents made me do piano lessons when I was younger. They were trying to, like, have me, you know, classically trained, like a classically trained pianist. And I'm like, I was trying to learn high school musical songs, you know what I mean? (laughs) um <laughs> yeah. like nothing fun I was just yeah i I learned how to read music and stuff, so I'm glad they made me do that, but um, it didn't really stick with me, okay, so went to Georgia, what you major in? so I went to u g a to be an accountant, so I was an accounting major, and I thought that's what I was gonna do. After I got to do the Chase Rice thing is when I changed my major. So I I graduated with marketing, digital marketing, and music business. So once I knew I wanted to move to Nashville, I changed it. But I initially was going for accounting.
0: So tell us about the Chase Rice thing. Like, how did that all happen?
1: So I was in a sorority. I was Kappa Delta at UGA. And in the spring, we had a philanthropy event. And during that time, I would always sing in the living room with my dad. Like, that was what I did when I was home. And once Instagram, like, became a thing, I started to post videos of me and my dad singing You know, when you rush a sorority, like, you don't know everybody, but they can look you up on Instagram. So, like, I got the reputation of, like, oh, she's the country singer just because I was singing, like, covers with my dad or whatever. Um, So we hired John Langston to come, and we used all of our budget on him, and they needed an opener. And they were like, well, Megan's a country singer. Um, I wasn't writing at the time, but I could get up and play, you know what I mean? So me and my dad played the philanthropy event. We opened for John Langston. I played, like, three cover songs Two Miranda Lambert songs and Strawberry Wine, probably. <laughs> like, like, That's a solid set. <laughs> solid right. set. All solid right. set. Um, and at that show, I think, like, because of Chase's routing in his tour, he was in Athens— trying to promote his show in Athens that was the next month him and John were buddies so John was like well I'm playing this thing you should just come by and sing a song so Chase writes at our philanthropy event comes up and sings a song and is like oh and I'm gonna be at the Georgia theater next month you know like I think they're still like trying to sell some tickets or whatever and after he was just like you know you should you should open for me at the Georgia theater next month and I had not done anything like that at all ever but I obviously couldn't say no but his one condition was that I had to write a song so that's why I wrote my first song really yeah because he was like, Can't just get up there and play covers. That's weird. And I was like, (laughs) I'm like, that's fair. Oh my god! I (laughs) love that so much. What was the song? It's called "Stay a Memory." It wasn't real. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Melody was solid. There was a hook, like, but nothing that I would do anything with nowadays. But for like a first song, it wasn't so bad. But like the Georgia Theater was like my first real gig, like playing for people who had paid to be there. Were you just beyond nervous? Like, talk to yeah. us about
3: what did that feel like? I'm nervous for you. too. i I'm like, <laughs> okay, so Chase Rice walks into your sorority event and says, come open for me. At the Georgia Theater, P.S. you got to write a song. <laughs> and then you have to get up and perform that song
1: Yeah, in front of this audience. <laughs> well, fortunately, I got to play that show with my dad and my brother. So that made me not nervous. You know what I mean? Because I was like, we practiced too. I had a month in advance. So you best believe for those 30 days, <laughs> I was like <laughs> practicing like my 30-minute set. I'm, like, it was— it, it's crazy, honestly. That is such I don't know a how cool that story. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. So, do you live in Nashville now, or are you? I do. In, you're
0: here now. When did you decide? Okay, I'm all in. Push all the chips
1: on on the table, and I'm moving to Nashville to do this. Well, Chase saw my face when I got off stage, and he was like, oh, so you really like this? And I was like, yeah. I, like, what was that? Like, (laughs) I have never experienced anything like that, and I want to do that again. And he was like, well, just move to Nashville. Like, that was great. Like, you're ready. Just move. And so um, I told my parents, I'm like, Chase Rice said I'm ready to move to Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, my parents were like, hell no. Like, that's not happening. You're going to graduate. And I wasn't going to fight with them on that. And I I'm glad I got the college experience, and um that was the end of my freshman year. So, at the beginning of my sophomore year, I changed my major to marketing, digital marketing, got in the music business program. So, um, after that show, I was like, I'm all in. My parents won't let me move yet, but I'll just drop the accounting thing. So, I was like, let's do something that is applicable to what I'm going to be doing.
3: Yeah, and it's so—that was so smart. Not only are you honing your own artist skills, but you're learning the business right. side, too. So well, really until, funny.
1: like, two weeks ago, I did everything. Like, I all the marketing plans were mine. The music business program, too, like, made you have an internship. So, I was a publishing intern. I learned how to, like, log all my publishing. You know what I mean? So, it was, it's, like— It's brilliant. It's stuff that, like, I'm glad that I knew how to yeah. do that. So, being here in Nashville, what has the experience been like for you? It's been amazing. I've been here for, like, two and a half years now. The first year, I moved. So, I graduated May 2020, technically, on Zoom. I graduated. Oh. And then um, I moved June 1st. So— I kind of just convinced my parents. And honestly, my parents only let me move because they knew that I had a degree. My dad obviously can sing and play guitar, but he doesn't really know anything about the music business. Had he known how hard it is to be a songwriter and stuff, they wouldn't have let me move here. (laughs) But they were like, you have a degree. That's what I told them. I was like, you know what? I'm going to come up here. I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't work, I do have a degree. So like in some capacity, I want to be in music. So I'll figure it out. But I need to go there to figure it out.
3: Your debut EP came out July 15th. Pistol Made of Roses. You released it independently. Six songs on the project. Did you write all of them? I did.
1: I moved in June and I had my first co write on Zoom in December. So from like June to December, I was still doing the influencer thing to pay my bills. So I didn't have my first write until December. So it was, it took basically eight months maybe to write that. And I just was writing every day. It was just meeting new people, finding out who my people were, and we recorded it in January. The first single came out in April, and then the whole thing came out in July. So I kind of just, like, kept my head down, and I would write every day. Everybody's up to something. I heard your name from three chairs down. They said you bought a ring, and you found a one. Now I'm heartbroken, heartbroken in a hair salon.
0: Let's talk about the song, Hair Salon. Such a great story song. Tell us about writing it.
1: I got with, it was Mackenzie Carpenter, Micah Carpenter, and Ben. And we we write really well together. And there was one day where we, we just couldn't write anything. Like we kept throwing around ideas and nothing was really hitting. We start at 11, so it's, we're in there for two hours. And then I'm like, oh wait, I have this thing about a hair salon. I am a sad songwriter. But how I portray myself to the public is like, oh, I'm not hurt. I'm a tough girl. Um, so I was like, let's make it a funny song. And they're like, no, we're making this a sad song. <laughs> I'm nice like, no, try. let's
3: no. make it funny. And they're like, girl, no. you're
1: damaged, and we need to talk yeah, about let's it. Let's talk about
3: it. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's
1: get let's get into it. Um,
3: <laughs> <I love> that.
1: <laughs> that was like the first song that I wrote that was like, I felt like I didn't have to go and try to prove myself as a songwriter anymore. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah, no, I did do that because. I feel like being doing the influencer thing too. They're like, "Oh, is she actually? Can she actually write a song? Is she just a pretty girl?" You know what I mean? Mm. I'm like, "No, that was my idea, and we wrote it." Um. Okay, so you put out this EP, you're doing
3: all the promotion for it, and then less than six weeks later, we get Tennessee Orange, and that's not on the album. So when did you write this song?
1: Um, I wrote it. I actually looked at my phone the other day, April twelfth, twenty twenty two. Very specific. So how did that hopscotch everything else? We thought like. The way I write songs is, like, if I really like it now, I'm probably not going to like it in a year because of how much I write. You know what I mean? And it's not that I would think it's a bad song, but I would—like, I told Julie, by this time next year, I'm probably going to have another, like, football song that I like more <laughs> or something. And then yeah. what are we going to do with this? Uh-huh. Um, and so an opportunity came up, and we were like, well, I guess we, we got to put it out, and it's got to be out the first week of football season. But yeah, that was completely rushed. We tracked everything, um, recorded vocals, and it was mixed and mastered on the same day because it had Um, to be, because it had to be turned in. And just the process of that, that was a completely like DIY thing. The cover is from my friend. I She went to school there and I was like, I don't have any photos of Tennessee. I don't have time to go like plan a whole photo shoot and like get me in a, you know what I mean? So I was like, I edited the cover art myself. I had a graphic designer help me put like the words on it or whatever. But as far as the picture goes, like I had to completely like Photoshop it, make it blurry. Like everything is all very rushed. Which I think it's funny because it's my biggest song. <laughs> and, and like with hair salon too, like as far as comping vocals go, like I like every word to sound perfect, you know what I mean? Or like I'll go in there and be like, I didn't like the way I said the word and and like no one would notice. Yeah. But um with Tennessee Orange, I didn't really do that at all. I didn't have time. Having Tennessee Orange out and how well it did, it's brought people back to the EP, which I'm thankful for. I'm glad that Tennessee Orange didn't blow up before I had the E P out because they would have nothing to go listen to. That's true. <laughs>
0: So, did you put this on TikTok,
1: or how did it like really catch? Well, I posted it on TikTok a couple weeks after I had written it, and um, I noticed that people were starting to like make it a trend. Like the, I met somebody, he's got blue eyes, like they were, but. They were using the sound of me and a guitar. So I was like, if they're making videos to like that, imagine if they had like the actual track, you know, yeah, like it might yeah. do well. It's been wild, with Tennessee Orange. I, I can't even process <laughs> any, of, has any happened. of that,
3: yeah. Okay, but well, I have to ask a question. Do you really wear Tennessee Orange being a Georgia fan? Because I would struggle with it. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever love someone that much that I— <laughs> would change the orange I wear. You're not
1: going to like this, but I would never wear Florida orange. I'm okay (laughs) with Tennessee orange. I mean, I get it. (laughs) Talking to a Georgia fan, I totally understand. You're loyal to your oranges. I am. I am.
3: (laughs) Well, being part of the Breakthrough Artist to Watch program means you'll be seeing a lot of Kelly and I. I can assure you, we'll be following you and sharing your journey with all of our listeners, and we cannot wait to see what the year brings for you.
1: Thank you so much for <laughs> being Thanks with for us today. Me. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> Our rediscover segment shines the spotlight
3: on overlooked artists, forgotten hits, or sometimes music we just haven't heard in a while. With last weekend's passing of Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters, we thought we'd take a minute to rediscover a country hit by the Grammy-winning R&B group. The four
0: sisters were born and raised in California, but they had family roots in Arkansas. Cross-country road trips to see their grandparents in the rural town of Prescott, Arkansas, were a regular occurrence.
3: Anita, particularly, fell in love with the rural way of life and actually attended school in Prescott for a few years as a teenager. And that, of course, exposed her to country music. But all of the sisters sang some country music as they grew up.
0: There were four sisters in total, Anita, Ruth, and Bonnie and June who originally started performing as a duo they later started performing as a quartet and released their debut album The Pointer Sisters in
3: 1973 the group's lone entrance on the country charts was a song called Fairytale it was written by Anita and Bonnie and recorded here in Nashville
1: now I've
0: The sisters weren't trying to go country. It was just a slice of their musical influences. In fact, it first appeared as a B-side on a record called Love in Them, Their Hills.
3: Sounds like a country song.
0: Well, pop radio didn't really much care for it, but they did flip the song over and discover fairy tale. And someone decided it would be a good idea to send the sisters to Nashville to promote the song to country radio. Now,
3: this was the early 70s. Charlie Pride was the only artist of color to have found real success at country radio, so it was a gamble. But this gamble paid off. In August of 1974,
0: the Pointer sisters performed at the Speedway here in Nashville. They were so
3: well-received that someone from the Grand Ole Opry invited them to perform. The sisters made their Grand Ole Opry debut on October 25th, 1974, making them the first Black vocal group to perform on country music's most famous stage. Sadly, the ladies later learned that there were protesters outside the Opry House that night with signs that read, Keep Country Music Country. Fairytale barely cracked the top 40 country charts, peaking at
0: 37. So country radio was clearly not on board with welcoming the crossover
3: act into the fold. But The Sisters got the last laugh, garnering two country Grammy nominations that year, winning the 1974 Grammy for Best Country Vocal Performance by a duo or group.
0: Eventually, Bonnie left the group, and then as a trio, the Pointer Sisters found massive success in the 80s with hits like Jump, and Neutron
3: Dance. But Anita wasn't quite done with Nashville yet. She recorded a duet with Earl Thomas Conley in 1986 called Too Many Times. The pair didn't know each other, but someone thought they would sound good together and got them in the studio.
0: The duo performed it on TNN and promoted it together. The song made it all the way to number two on the country charts, with ETC calling it a highlight of
3: his career. Anita died Saturday at the age of 74 after a battle with cancer, but she and her sisters left us with a lot of great music that you can rediscover on Amazon Music. Okay, that wraps up the first episode of 2023. We are setting the bar high for this year because next week, four of our favorite guys will be here. Old
0: Dominion! The guys have a brand new single called Memory Lane and they have more music on the way. We are going to get all the details when they stop by the Country Heat House to tell us about it. Plus, we'll showcase another one of the talented Amazon Music
3: Breakthrough artists to watch for 2023, Nate Smith.
0: And in the weeks ahead, we're going to welcome Hardy, Jackson Dean and Madeline
3: Edwards to the Center Stage Spotlight. Keep in touch and let us know your favorite guests and features on the show. Use the hashtag Country Heat Weekly in your posts. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey, it's Amber A. And I'm the Kelly Sutton.
0: Okay, over the last couple of months in 2022, we asked the stars what was on the work calendar for 2023.
3: We know Kelsey Ballerini has big plans for the year, opening up for both Kimmy Chesney and Shania Twain. But apparently there are more things coming sometime. There's a lot. I'm doing a lot next year.
1: There there is certainly stuff happening before spring. And then also certainly things happening after spring and also into the fall.
0: Jackson Dean's plans are a little more cemented.
1: January, I'm going into go cut a new record. Um, So all new music. Uh, Then we're going out on tour with Blake uh, and Carly Pierce, which is going to be a lot of fun. Those are big places. Um, It's a hell of an opportunity and I'm very grateful for it.
3: Here are some more sneak peeks of the year ahead from Bailey Zimmerman, Maddie and Tay, Jason Aldean, and Cole Swindell.
1: I'm just releasing a lot more music and seeing how people react to like some of the stuff I've been writing and stuff because I don't want to stick on one sound, you know? So I kind of just want to like hang out and just do music that I love. So I'm excited to release that and see how they react, see how people like it or don't like it.
0: New music, another tour, more headlining shows and everything.
1: Well, we're going to go in, I think in January, start working on a new album. You know, that'll kind of give us a jump on everything. You know, I went and did some shows with Thomas Rhett, you know, last year, but it it was short-lived. We're like, man, we didn't get to go to enough cities. This tour's too fun to, to stop. So when he asked, I thought about it and I was like, hey, I can I can handle another summer with my buddy.
0: Country Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media.
3: Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Debbie Daughtry. Production assistance from Rick Hamilton, Annie Reuter, Madeline O'Connell, Tim Einenkel, and Jeremy Chua.
0: Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Blues, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and
3: Marshall Louie. Essential production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Osmo, Abby, and all the other very good dogs out there.
0: Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short
2: survey at listenerstudy.com. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this, perfectly popped,